What is up, everybody? Back again, running live after a little bit of a hiccup last week. This is positively relentless. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, are we still live on your channel as well? Like in, in the other thing, like we were live while we were going live. It, it was a little yeah. bit of inception there. Yep. It's, it's, it's like a live within a live. So it was kind of like maybe some, um, what's that daggone movie with Keanu Reeves? Matrix? Yeah, it was some old Matrix type stuff that just happened over here. I didn't know how that just happened, but that's okay. We live in effect. We back at it. You know what I mean? Missed if it there's last one thing week. we know, it's that there will not be double ad revenue. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube will not let I, that happen. Well, hey, I could take it all. Nah, it's, it's cool. okay. Uh, roll, okay. Roll, roll with it as is. Okay, I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying you can give me your revenue and I'll take uh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I don't yeah, agree with you, but I feel what oh, you're saying. Okay. Okay. I was just saying, you know what I mean? Pass yeah, it all yeah. up here. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, dog? Hey, before, you know what I'm saying? We jump in and stuff. I want to, um, game is tomorrow. Like there was a game, like there's, there's going to be a game, like a preseason game, these chargers and these Cowboys, but mm -hmm. just want to just throw this out there. High school football starts tomorrow too. And a lot of them spots, I just got to throw it out there. And I'm yours truly going to be doing is announcing excited about that. Uh, but high school football is in the air in a lot of States. So don't just support that. Um, NFL football. Don't just support that. Support that high school football out there, too, and get out there and support them young kids. Always got to get that selfish plug out there right quick. Get out there yeah. and support them kids because uh, they're going to be doing a lot of great things, DDP. And I really want to um, see what they're going to do. So, boom. Absolutely. Uh, honestly, I didn't even realize uh, if high school football was already back or not, like in the in the area. Yeah. I kind of thought it had already started up for some reason. But yeah. I, I don't pay as much attention to high school football. I mean, I did, obviously – at the time you are but, you I mean, are now though you yes, are now i, I am now I'm gonna put it in your face and you're gonna be like <laughs> hey you know what i didn't know that one dude you was, I, I see on the page he kind of yeah. nice it's gonna start happening like that did he pick oh yeah absolutely and and you kill it with these interviews and everything anyway uh always always an engaging watch so absolutely that that's about the I guess the most I know about high school football right now is whatever I am able to glean from your interviews with these kids. Uh, really, really great stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see here. So before we jump into that Cowboys thing here, we're not going to do a whole segment on it by any means. Uh, did you catch any of the notes or the game or anything today with uh, Slovenia and Serbia, Luka and Jokic going head to head? Heck to the no. You this is this is all you telling me this about okay. that. I, I seen that he turned up, but I I didn't hear about it. I mean, I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Um, yeah. So whenever we talk about that part of it, and whenever we throw that out there, I'm gonna be just sitting here all ears and probably just throw you inquisitive questions. Okay. Because I didn't see a lick of what he did. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, to be fair. I wouldn't have assumed you were watching Slovenia versus Serbia. I I me? would not have been watching it. Even even hearing it was Luka and Jokic, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Right. And like, even still, you know, obviously the time difference and everything, it was like midday here. So mm -hmm. I had to kind of catch up a little bit. But yeah, uh, sounds like it was a great game. Went to OT. Slovenia and Luka come out on top, 97-92. And Luka balled out. 34 points, nine assists, six boards, 11 of 20 from the field, just absolutely killed it. Um, and what I liked as well is some of the some of the highlights that have come out from it and some of the plays that we've seen getting in his bag a little bit, showing some moves that we haven't seen a whole lot of. He busted out a skyhook, a gorgeous skyhook over Jokic at one point where it's just like, dude, <laughs> like no nobody really implements that into their game at this point. Uh, and not that that would be like his killer move by any means, but just looks so effortless, like a lot of what he does. And you just see these plays, whether it's the fade, you know, hit the dark fade and the Kareem hook. And you're just like, good gracious, man. Like it is so special having a player of this caliber, like as the building block of your franchise. And he's what, 23, 24 years old, fantastic stuff. But just wanted to throw a little bit of love there. Not like I said, not by any means a full segment worth of stuff, but incredible stuff um from that game today and one of the one of the times where it it really is worth checking out uh even if you know you you are purely an nba 
viewer and don't really watch any of the international games. Definitely one of those cases where you still missed out on a, a great gym between two of the best in the league. Obviously, you got a two-time MVP in Jokic going up against Luka, who is a stud in his own right. Certainly a top five player, I would say, at this point in the NBA. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, like I said, the thing I'm more encouraged by is, you know, him staying slim. Come back over here in America and and, and do all that slimness over here because uh, it's going to make you even more effective. I like to see that sky hook or jump hook sky hook uh, that he threw in there because Magic Johnson incorporated him. I remember watching Magic yep. when he was playing the game and he started incorporating that sky hook and really he uh, really brought it out in that Celtics series when he really won that game at the end. I was actually watching that game when he did that sky hook over the Celtics, Robert Parrish, Bird, all them guys, Mikhail, and basically walked off with that game. So if I see Luca throwing that in there, if he can throw it in there, because I know he's going to get it off against them guys. I'm going to keep it real. He's, he's head and shoulders above those guys. I don't care what anybody's telling me. He's the he's a man amongst boys out there. But yeah. I feel like he can go out there in those type of games and use some and learn and do new moves. You feel me? It'll be mm -hmm. a little bit harder in the league to be able to do that, but he can really work on some moves that he probably couldn't work on maybe in the league like he wants to all the time. This would be the time to really do it, and this would be, like you said, you throwing out the sky hook. this is the perfect time to really throw it out in these games, really kind of start getting a feel for it, perfecting it. So then when you come into the um, season, then you throw it in there, you already kind of know in this field and you can understand it. Then you can kind of learn how to do it in the NBA and get it off on those guys. So I feel like that's just really training grounds for him, uh, throwing new uh, uh, tricks in his trade, tricks in his bag, adding more things to his toolbox. Uh, so when he comes back into the NBA doing yeah. his thing, uh, you know, it's just more things he can dominate with, uh, take his game to another level. No, ab absolutely. I mean, we saw – the the past couple of seasons him really master that mid-range game and that was something that his first couple of years didn't really do a whole lot of he he could be effective there but he took it to a new level after going head-to-head -head a couple of years in a row with uh Kawhi leonard and it paid huge dividends to his effectiveness there and it made him just that much more difficult to kind of contain and guard and everything that light didn't last long and uh, <laughs> and then this time around, um, now he's implementing new tricks like this, new things that you, you think about it too. Like people say, like, well, you know, Luca six eight, six nine, and e even slim Luca is going to be thicker generally, like more filled out yeah. than a lot of these other guys. So banging bodies. I, know, I like him. I like him like that though. Sure, uh, sure. He, he needs to stay like that because dog, he's just quicker too. Because yeah. you could see him. Um, you know, we know he, everybody knows he's not like the fastest guy on the court. We understand that, mm -hmm. but you can see the quickness and it's just going to help him with his hezzies when he hit, when he's hitting them with them hezzies, just yep. feel like it's going to continue to help take his game to another level. And it, it ain't, it ain't like he's, like you said, a slim looker, like he's 180 or something right. like that. It ain't nothing like that, but it's just kind of like almost, I can, I can compare it to Tyler Smith. When Tyler mm -hmm. Smith uh, slimmed down and they're like, you saw a picture of him like, dang, is he skinny? No, he's still 300-some right. pounds and he's big as hell. But compared to these other guys, he's looking slim. And I think that's where you can see that comparison, if you can really say it. For sure. And, and you know, people say, like, because of his size and strength, like, oh, he just needs to go to the basket every time. And I, and I get that. But it's also worth noting, even if you're big, you know, bigger like that, like, an 82 game season plus postseason, the physicality and the toll that'll take on you, you don't want to take all of that. So if you're Luca and you can get like kind of within that range five to seven feet and you have a bag of tricks like a sky hook you can break out and you don't got to get all the way to the cup and take the harm every time, do it. That's how that's how you extend your game. It's not like just like Luca, you said earlier, his game's not built on being the fastest by any means. He's crafty. He knows how to work angles and he's got this just unbelievable ability to see plays developing and recognize it and attack these angles where he's able to kind of make up for not being the exceptional, exceptional athlete um, mm -hmm. from from that standpoint. So same thing there. I would love to honestly see him develop a floater like he, he's shown mm -hmm. certainly the ability to do it. But like, give me like a Tony Parker floater. Yep. Good grief. He becomes unguardable at that point. Mm -hmm. He is range everywhere. I mean, I say unguardable like we, we know he'll he'll certainly throw up a lot of three pointers and the nights those aren't going. That's just going to suck. You're going to have like a, a one for seven night or something. But mm -hmm. 
it, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like if you fill out the rest of that shot chart basically in that mid-range and right around the rim and you don't have to just be three or right at the rim every time you're going to be better off for it you're not going to wear down as much you're not going to take the the physical beating that those other attempts are going to generate and I, I think that'll pay dividends by the time you're reaching the postseason so i love it like you said perfect time to do it big stage so it's it's a big moment you can't simulate those moments in practice no matter how hard you try but it's at the same time it's like this is like an ultimate exhibition almost so it's a perfect opportunity to to break out this kind of stuff and test it a little bit workshop it if I could say it like this, and it may sound weird how I say it, but it's like the super practice because I've been hearing about the super gonorrhea. See, there's gonorrhea. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize that's where we were going with this. I'm glad I I'm glad I already like taken that drink because that nearly just made me spit. <clears throat> All right, super gonorrhea. Let's let's see where. No, no, no. Continue. I want to see where this is going. Okay, so. When you have practice, like there's a good exhibition, and this is a super exhibition because you're uh -huh. playing against top team. It's like not like you're playing against bums. You're playing a championship game, but you're still heads and shoulders still above it. So it's a super practice, super exhibition for you because you'll be able to try all these moves in a high-intensity like practice, like session because yeah. of who you're playing against. So like I said, there's gonorrhea, which is bad for you. But right. if you get super gonorrhea, dog, that's really bad. Then when you hear super gonorrhea, it changes your outlook and things in the perspective of gonorrhea. So so does that with exhibition games too. I just picture gonorrhea with a superhero cape billowing in the wind. <laughs> it's not it's actually not a pleasant mental image, regardless, but yeah. All right. Well, with that lovely uh dismount from that, Slovenia over <laughs> Serbia in overtime. Luca balled out. We like it uh let's let's move into a little bit of cowboys talk here or do we yeah, want to before we jump into that let's uh let's shout out some of the people here yeah um, shout them out the shout them out yeah yeah, yeah. uh let's see let me see first in the house uh in the chat at least that i saw we had carlos holloway what's good that's my dog shout out to him happy birthday to you once again i know it's a little ways back but that man man i think he's only 18 or 19 he is young for real, the real deal follower. I don't any mean to just take you can throw out the names. I just want to give y'all love. So I appreciate you, Carlos Holloway, because you be in all the feeds all the time. I appreciate you. Nice. Uh then we got Life's Crazy. What up, BGJ? What's up, Life Crazy? Always in there and love the just first of all, love the name. Life's crazy. How can you not like that? Yep, yep. Uh Steve Lupton from Prospect. What's good? Love Steve Luckton because he's he he's the guy that's gonna get on me. If if he was on me with the Keller Moore, he made me get off of him. Steve Lumpton gonna hold you to the fire. That's what that man's gonna do. He's gonna hold you to the fire. All right. Uh just Blaze, shout out. What's <laughs> Josh Normal. He loves that. And uh, you know, click clack pow boys. Love the anthem. It's gonna come back, but it ain't gonna be coming back until playoffs, dog. I ain't gonna be going crazy playing that anthem all the time because I told you I feel about them cowboys playoffs, right, right. not regular season. Uh a couple more. Let's hit uh Bruce Crawford asking earlier if we think Luca is going to come in slimmer or if he'll kind of put the weight back on like he did last year. We saw him in the Olympics, looked great. Uh, and then in the span of like a month before showing up for the start of the season and everything ballooned up a bit. Um, that that was definitely a little concerning because we assumed he was going to come in slim. I think in that case, though, he he got humbled by it, right? He got called out by his coach. He kind of got called out by his his team owner, governor, whatever. Um, and he wasn't playing that well through the first month of the season. The team was really struggling and he had to kind of work his way back into shape. He kind of took it to heart. And so I'm willing to believe that he's learned from that experience, right? He All the time we talk about like, yeah, he's been a pro for a while, but he is still now 23, 24 years old. Like he's still a kid. There's still going to be a little bit of maturing like that. Dirk at 23, 24 did not understand how to keep his body in optimal shape. Dirk, had, Dirk, to get was that point. Yeah. Dirk had to get bigger. Right. But Dirk had to as far as like his diet and discipline and everything mm -hmm. Dirk had to develop that yeah um 
you know, to the point where Dirk wouldn't, Dirk wouldn't have a drop of alcohol or anything like that would go paleo diet and do all this crazy stuff. Um, but it basically took through that first trip to the finals in 06 and the, the disaster that wound up being, it took that sort of thing to motivate him to make that change. Now, hopefully Luca doesn't require that kind of traumatizing experience, or hopefully this, uh, five game loss to the warriors was his traumatizing experience. Regardless, I'm willing to, to think that he's learned from that and going to be in better shape, ready to go to start this year. Cause he hasn't really been in great, like optimal shape to start any of his NBA seasons yet. It's always yeah. taken about a month for him to get going. So I'm hoping yeah. he's going to be ready this year. Doesn't have to be full stride, but at least don't be over, you know, overweight by your standards and, and having to kind of play catch up and everything and not very efficient. Um, I just feel like, you know, if you're a great player, which we all believe he is, and we all know he is, um, great players, I think, see it within themselves. So I would err on that thought of he knows because that's what great players do, right? Great yeah. players see that themselves and say, this is an advantage for me to be even better and to be a be able to dominate the competition. That would be in my thought if I'm playing the game and I'm looking at always an edge, always because you're, you're always feeling like you're going to need an edge because you're playing against the best of the best. So you're going to always need some kind of edge. So if you feel like that is giving you an edge, and I believe it will, like a lot of us do, believe it will give him even more of an edge, then yes, definitely stay with it. I believe I'll give the chance that, you know what, last year was last year. You also did get into the Western Conference Finals last year when that happened. Now you did. So now this has come off. Maybe that's even more motivation for you to take your game because you want the ultimate prize of that championship in the NBA and not just over in the European leagues. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, let's jump into that that Cowboys topic now. Uh, let's mm -hmm. see. Let me change the graphics so there's no mention of super gonorrhea on the page. Yep, I was saying super gonorrhea. You better watch out for it. It's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we got a little bit of Cowboys Chargers action here. We got some scrimmages in the lead up to the mm -hmm. preseason game you were talking about here. Mm -hmm. uh, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Let's see. Let's see how we feel about things with camp right now in these scrimmages. Okay. Well, I mean, you know. Coming off that Denver game, like we we uh, played the tape yesterday. Shout out to some people in the chat, Dre the Great. Shout out to you, dog. Ready Red, what's up to you, dog? But uh, we played a great. It was a tremendous. I'm gonna give it the props. Uh, DDP was tremendous. Make sure you go check out that uh, show last night. We did a lot of film study. We just jumped right in there and did film breakdown, all 22 offense. So we actually nice. got to see how Josh Ball, uh, uh, Terrence Steele. And um, <clears throat> number one draft pick, Tyler Smith, look. And they didn't look bad at all. You know what I'm saying? We got to see the young players. And, um, you know, it. a lot of people that were saying Dallas got dominated and it was negatives, all the penalties, Dallas mm -hmm. looked trash. I didn't see that. That's why they say watch the tape. You watch the game the first time, your initial thought is, ah, it's terrible. The sky's falling. Then you watch take three or four times and you're like, eh, it wasn't so bad. You know, I'm looking, yeah. you know. And so I think the thing, the thing was again today when you hear because the practice was closed, but obviously you got to see some highlights, right? Mm -hmm. But I take it from a lot of from my guy, Kyle Humans, there's a lot of guys in the streets. But offense rebounded cleaner with the practice, and that's saying that off of from Denver because it looked kind of bad over in Denver. They were getting mad at Josh Ball. I made a crazy emoji with him. Running game looked strong, but that's because the blocking looked strong. You feel me? I yeah. uh, saw some highlights, DDP. Uh, Tyler Smith is going to be a guy, okay? Tyler Smith is going to be a guy. Uh, one thing I made on a tweet, DDP, was that um, Dallas, you know, they don't do it in free agency, right? Mm -hmm. they don't do it. But they have to make up in the draft because if they didn't do it in the draft and didn't do it in free agency, they'd be a one in 16 team. They'd just be at the bottom of the bear all the time. Yeah. So they draft their butts off. They have been drafting their butts off. And this is, to me, another good draft. Sam Williams, I think, is going to be a player. I really like the Tyler Smith. He is strong. So when we're talking about the offensive line, Terrence Steele still coming to his own. I said he's going to be okay. He's going against freaking Demarcus Lawrence and you're all world Michael Parsons who can't nobody block, right? Yeah. So if you're getting that kind of work, isn't that going to make you better? Yes. So we want that. 
So when we talk about Tyler Smith, though, I keep talking about him, bro, because, you know, I wasn't mad when they drafted him. I was just like, hey, let's see, because small school, you know, let's go. This dude is strong, bro. He nice, like strong. Like once he puts his hands on you, like remember like, you know, Tyrus, he's like the young Tyron Smith. Once he puts his hands on you, you're not moving. You're not yeah. going nowhere. And you're not going to push him back in that pocket. They made a great pick with him. You, you saw some of the young guys. CeeDee Lamb was out. You know, you mentioned that uh, CeeDee Lamb was out. I said, we're going to see with the receivers. I'm still on that. Um, defense was doggish. Michael Parsons is that guy. Um, you, a lot of young guys. I want to see that Deron Bland. You know what I mean? Uh, the kid from Fresno State, he played really good in that um, Denver game, dog. So I'm I'm really interested to see DDP, how they perform in this Saturday game against the Chargers. Okay. Interesting note here. Uh, you are still live on two channels, or you, oh. your one channel. But you're double cool. live right now. Yep. Uh, and I'm, I, I figured that, and I'm going to take care of that right now because it did last time. So thank you. <laughs> both, both are titled Positively Relentless 14. Uh, <laughs> 24 people are probably confused in the other one by the title. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I agree uh, with with what you're talking about. And, and I think on the, the Tyler Smith thing, like you definitely see the, the raw traits and the the flashes of ability there. And that that's good. Um, I'm, I am a little cautious with it. Like we saw in the, the preseason debut, a couple penalties and everything. Uh, you took a guy that was, I think the most penalized uh, lineman in the draft, like of, of the top guys for sure. And you're going to have some growing pains. Even if you clean up technique, it's going to take some time. So the question, it's a good thing that the run game, looked strong and it's blocking and everything because especially with this crop of receivers you're going to have to have a strong run game mm. you you can't have a situation where cd mm. lamb is out okay uh that leaves you uh, cd lamb is out we in trouble yeah i mean how many touchdowns would would you say james washington has in his career uh, eight ten <clears throat> i ain't like gonna give i ain't gonna give him ten a, a baker's dozen i don't know uh um, i ain't giving him no dozen I, I'm, I'm just, going over under <laughs> on 15. I'm saying under. Uh, in under, fact, I'll go definitely. under on 12. Um, I'll go with you. Yeah. So and he's out. So we ain't seen right, him for like right, 10 right. games. You yeah. Feel so, me? so the point is if CD's out, that you means your, Dennis your receiving core has 11, maybe 12 touchdowns. We just determined uh, on your, on your receiving core. Okay, great. All those belong to Washington. Like you got, you got nothing. So I, I wonder a little bit, like, it doesn't feel like the Cowboys are putting Dak in a situation to succeed. It, I mean, it, it's just not. You can say, like, hey, we like our young players and we want to develop them. Well, okay, that's fine. But then that doesn't mean that you're going, okay, 11 touchdowns, says Carlos. So, I, yeah, there you go. I was I was pretty much on the money. Um, mm, nice. So you're not putting them in the best position to succeed because even if you like your young players and you want to develop them, that's great. But you're not going for it all right now that's basically what it amounts to you can't be like youth movement simultaneously we're trying to win it all right now like it it doesn't marry quite that way so i think your run game has to be strong it's good that that smith is showing these flashes i do think you're going to have some growing pains now to be fair i thought you'd have growing pains with michael last year and i was dead uh, wrong about that yeah like so you, you can be like I think I there's think going we're to be, be some. Okay. I think you're going to have. I think you're going to have some games where he has two or three penalties, and you're kind of like scratching your head a little bit, just like, mm, okay, young buck. Like, you're gonna you're gonna come around. The ability's there, but overall, I'm pleased with what we've seen so far and everything that I've I've seen from like the the people who really understand like how to watch the tape and what to look for technique wise. All are very high on him, and that's great. I'm just saying, like, I want to see. Uh, I want to see that translate and him continue playing well and hopefully minimize some of those costly mistakes, which you did see, you know, as an issue in college. Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. <clears throat> I think the problem is, or the thing is, we got to see if Joe Philman is going to continue to coach these guys up. Now, a uh, few people have mentioned some things in here. Steve Lumpton, I don't think they're going to move Conor McGovern to center. Although I said he could be it, he could be probably could be a dang good center. He has the power for it. I think they're going to keep him at that guard position. Right guard is his spot. We know 
He's not a terrible left guard to me, but he's not a great left guard. We understand that. He's a right guard. We understand that. Now, here's the thing. Um, that kid, Matt Farinock, Fer Ferriock from mm -hmm. Nebraska, he ain't bad. So I get what people saying. I feel like the starting five is going to be okay. Terrence Steele is going to be fine. We know Zach Martin. Tyler yeah. Beatish, we still, he wasn't, you know, we still, we still need to see. We still need to see, you know, did he get the power and the strength that we wanted? Tyler Smith going to be okay. Let, yeah, like you said, there will be growing pains. But when yeah. Ron Leary came in the game and he was undrafted, I was excited when they got Ron Leary because I said, that's the guy Dallas needs. They need that power guy. That's what I feel like you're going to have in Tyler Smith. Yeah, you might have those penalties because he's still learning the hand placement, but you're going to be more happy than upset. The only thing we got to worry about is Tyron Smith is how many games you're going to miss. But yeah. I feel like that front line, DDP, is going to be okay. It's the depth that people talk about who's the backup tackle because we know Tyron Smith is going to go out. I feel like Tyler Smith eventually will be the left tackle, but let's not throw that in his face now. Let's Like right. a lot of people are saying, let's keep him at the guard. So that's why we're hoping to Josh Ball, a lot of people want the vet. I get it. I feel that. You know what I mean? But you got Josh Ball and you drafted him, right, in the fourth mm -hmm. round. You drafted Ferriak, like I think in the sixth or seventh. You have Beatish and Steele. You have these guys that are the young guys that need to play in that and because they were drafted. Now, I think undrafted players, that's why I'm more cautious, like they were undrafted. But if you're drafted in the fourth round, as a tackle, a left tackle, yeah, you need to play. You know what I'm saying? You need to not instantly want to put a veteran in front of you. You get what I mean? If you're undrafted, yes, I do want to put a veteran in front of you. I do. Okay? Yeah. Or if you're in the seventh round, and that, yeah, I do want to put a veteran in front of you. When you're in the fourth, no, I want to see a Josh Ball. I want to see as much as I can with him because he has the potential to be a guy that can be on your future team. And he didn't do crazily bad. He didn't do great in that scrimmage, but he did well. And I thought he played well in the um uh the game against Denver. They mm -hmm. said he had his ups and downs against Boza and Mac Tyron Smith. They said, but it wasn't terrible. So yes, you want to see him playing left tackle or right tackle. You want to see him. That's why they said the swing left, right. He needs to be the guy because you drafted him in the fourth round. That's a guy you instantly don't want to jump out there and go get a vet because you drafted him in the fourth. Now, here's the thing with the receiver. I'm not trying not to talk too much. I apologize. No, you get, you get. Um, well, on the receiver side, though, you we just talked about the CD Lamb. I feel more comfortable with the veteran in that aspect because I like Dennis Houston, what you're seeing, but I don't care. He's still undrafted. You yeah. got a lot of undrafted guys on this team. You, you know what I'm saying? And I don't feel comfortable going with a bunch of undrafted receiver and have to throw it all on Dak like that and and see that's how people going to try to play him like, oh, well, you he's the franchise. He should be able to make do. No, that ain't right because they ain't doing it for these other guys neither unless it's all messed up that year, uh, lost a lot of guys in free agency. Teams are retooling, drafting, getting those guys right back in there because the quarterback needs weapons. I, 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 I'm sorry. I feel like you need to give that guys, and we'll yeah. see if these guys can step up. But I'm sorry, there still was undrafted. I need to see in real life game action because that's totally different. Training camp is different. Preseason game is different. Real games discounts is real is different. Yeah. So with uh, so with the young receivers you were talking about, um, oh man, what's that second year receiver? Uh, Semi Fehoko. Semi Fehoko. Yes. Yeah, Fehoko. Um, yeah, he's he's been making some strides in camp and everything. Yeah, he's, he, he looks like he might be putting something together uh, with his size and speed. Do you think he could bring bring something in uh, to the offense just that it, that it needs, like especially early on while it's extra thin? We need that. I mean, yeah, he needs to step up. Dallas drafted him in the fifth round. Once again, he's he needs to play. Now, that's a guy who you need to see as much as you can with him. You drafted in the fifth round from last year. You lost some receivers, receiving core from this past season in free agency. So, yes, you need to see what Simi Fehoko can do. And it was good that you got to see him um showing good in training camp showing good in those practices um mm -hmm. i think he got a couple catches where he got some first downs because he didn't get a lot of work in that denver game so i he guess got a touchdown I, though right 
Uh, yeah, at the end of the game, he did, and that was good. Uh, but I believe he got a couple first down catches in this scrimmage against the Chargers. So you want to see that. Now, there is one player that I do like. He's not really a receiver, but you can use him as the gadget guy. But that mm-hmm. Kevante Turpin, I say it's yeah. Turpin time. That's going to be the new nickname. It's Turpin time. So that little joker, I love him because that's the element of Dallas United. We've been trying to do it with Lance Dunbar. They try to do it with um, Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin and then Lucky Whitehead. They tried to do those little those gadget guys with them. This is the one that's really the real gadget guy. Yeah. When he gets as soon as he touches the ball, DDP, he gone. Like he has that speed that Dallas needs. Like you throw it in the backfield, he can get the quick six yards to make mm-hmm. it second and fours. You feel me? He yeah. on punt returns. I'm telling you. He is going to be a factor with this team. That was a great pickup. I like that pickup. I don't care if he's on 155, 158 pounds. It, he's perfect for what they want and what it can what it can do. So I'm excited about them. And then we got to see what, like I said, this kid Dennis Houston. We need to. He's really turning up. DDP. He's really turning up. He's undrafted. He's really turning up. So let's continue to see him. If Dak is playing in these Chargers game, I need to mm-hmm. see Dennis Houston playing with Dak Prescott. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, they, they definitely need to, if they're going to ask Dak to make something work with this very green, we'll just be generous and use the term green, uh, receiving core, then they're going to have to get them reps. And I, I get not playing your, your I, I was going to say starters, but really a lot of your guys, uh, in the, in that first preseason game, but I think we need to get a little bit of action there. I know Dak, you know, despite having like no preseason last year and basically no training camp, looks great to start the year. But you also don't want to put that much on him because you saw in that case him trying to go from basically zero to a hundred. Those first two of those first three weeks, he was throwing like an obscene number of passes, and that kind of put the torque on on everything that led to the injuries that then nagged him through a lot of the year. So I, I think you want to find that balance, get Dak those reps, specifically get him those reps uh, with these younger receivers and everything and kind of get a feel with uh, with even the run game and everything, finding that balance and all that. So I'm I'm hopeful that we'll get to see him a little bit. I am not expecting a lot. Obviously, it's not like a dress rehearsal scenario, but um, I'm hopeful that we get a drive, maybe two to kind of get a glimpse and see something and that, yeah, you do see him work with some of those guys that might very well be asked to, to do some heavy lifting this year in some big moments. You want to get that rapport now when it's real reps, full speed, and not just, uh, not just in practice. I know you can have intense practices, but there's just something different when it's, when it's a different Jersey across from you and you got the crowd and everything. Yeah. I mean, I think it needs to happen in this Chargers game, in my opinion, um, I know they always use that third. I don't know. I think Dallas, I don't know if Dallas is playing three or four preseason games. Um, but this game right here, they need to start. If CeeDee Lamb's got the little cut on his foot, then let him chill. Um, let uh, um, Dennis Houston, mm-hmm. Noah Brown, Jalen Tolbert. All those guys need to be the starters in that game with Dak Prescott. And then let's get a drive in there. You know what I mean? And then let's 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 get try to get some first downs. Let's try to throw the ball. You know, let's let's get a kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. Let's not hold it to the vest. You don't gotta be all throwing everything. So but I wanna see the Dennis Houston. I wanna see Noah Brown and I wanna see Jalen Tolbert, uh Ferguson. I wanna see them with Dak Prescott. Yeah. Agreed. Uh so I saw one of the comments here is asking a question. Let me see. I'll throw it up here if I find it. Uh, asking, and we, we've talked about this a little bit here. He is from Carlos. Uh, asking basically if we think this team is going to be more defensively led than offensively. It's been offensive heavy for a long time. Uh, I, I think at this point, yeah, there's no question. I, I absolutely think this is a defense-led team at this point. You see the explosiveness there. Like you saw last year, their their ability to create turnovers. I don't know if they'll do that to quite the same degree this year. Obviously, they defensively, like they still gave up yards last year. But what allowed them to to be a great defense was the fact that they did create so many turnovers, most turnovers in the league. And that's going to change the equation. Obviously, you got a corner grabbing 11 picks. That's going to help you out. You got a, you know, a linebacker getting you, what, 10, 12 sacks, whatever. Uh, it's going to 
be some impact plays for you. The question is, can they take that next step forward, give up a little less yardage, even if it doesn't result in as many turnovers forced? Regardless, I think that's your strong unit. I think they were fairly well balanced last year, although the offense wasn't playing at a high level by the time postseason rolled around. And the defense, I think, has stayed largely at the same level, maybe even taken a step forward this year, whereas the offense, I feel like, took a couple steps back. And maybe they think in the long term it can get back to that same level, but it's not going to be immediate. And so I think you're going to be asking early on for your defense to go help win you games, keep you in games to give you a shot to win. And we'll see if the offense can reward them with that. If they got a run game, if the run game can do a little bit of something and not just put it all on deck, then, you know, maybe they got a, a decent shot at that. But I'm, I'm kind of wanting to see, I need to see from the offense before I'm convinced of anything. The defense I'm not as worried about. Well, see, here's the the, re the reason why you're not worried about the defense is because of Micah Parsons. Okay, Largely, yes. That That's why. I mean, because if you take a Micah Parsons way, and I said this last year, I don't care what anybody tells me, I said this last year, Micah Parsons without this defense it looks like a regular defense. You know what I mean? I yeah. said that last year. It's a, you, If you took Micah Parsons away from this defense right now, you say it could, it's a good defense, but you ain't jumping up and down going crazy. You're not, mm -hmm. No, you're not. You're not going crazy over this defense if Micah Parsons wasn't here. I don't care what you tell me. You, they probably be still like, force a fair number of interceptions. They would, but, but they, yeah, it, it's definitely a, a striking difference different. as far as pressure it's, on the quarterback. He changes everything, and he makes yep. everything better on this defense. He makes everybody better. So that's why this defense is – you're looking at this defense like, okay, because he can create so many different matchups mismatches and and when he can do that it allows everybody else to be great that's why he's a, a a different player that's why they say that's why i said he's one of the top two defensive players right now in the league because mm -hmm. of the impact he brings for everybody else so to answer carlos question yes it's definitely going to be defense because yeah. it's michael parsons and he's changing out just looking at him in the scrimmages day Bro, he was all over Justin Herbert. I mean, that oh, speed, yeah. he was he was just jumping on him. Like, that speed is different. And his year two, he understands more. He knows more. He This is fun to him. This is like Lawrence Taylor for real. Like, this is fun to him. We saw Lawrence Taylor's game was easy to him. That's what's going to be like the Parsons. And everybody's going to feed off that. That's what's going to make this defense devastating. Now, here's the two things that I want people to look at about this defense that mm, we're going to keep our eyes on. That middle, yeah. uh, Bohanna played very good, I thought, in that Denver game. Mm -hmm. Ridgeway was, uh, you know, playing, you know, Ridgeway. I like Ridgeway, kind of nasty. Uh, but we're going to need that middle. Bohanna going to have to play huge this year. Bohanna can play big this year, dog. If he can play that one and zero and he, and he put that big boy weight on again, if he can do that, keep an eye on it because we can't let them teams gash us. We still gave up yeah. over 100 yards, like 118 yards game rushing can't do that especially at the end of games so if they can do that keep an eye on it and then the secondary because hey yeah trevin Diggs, but i'm not using the yardage thing against him but mm -hmm. i said in this scrimmage he gave up a double move again and yeah. i said teams are going to continue to do that because they see tendencies in him so mm -hmm. they know he's going to gamble on the, and jump those routes a lot they're going to scheme him so he has to continue to be cognizant of that and then anthony brown continues to step up but kevin joseph they shine right. They got to step up now because yeah. that could be the weak spot in our in in the chink in the defense. Because I think that pass rush is mm -hmm. going to be phenomenal with Demarcus Lawrence. I think that pass rush is going to be crazy, but we got to be able to still get that ball out the sky and not give up yardage. So I think that's the thing. I'm gonna keep my eye on DDP. I like the Duran uh, Bland kid. But mm -hmm. that's the odd thing I want to keep an eye on, DDP. The yardage given up on maybe like it's like the third and seven, right? Maybe yeah. the third and nine, right? And we and we and we pin our ears back and we get back there and they complete a pass. You feel me? That's what I'm looking at, DDP. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, I, I agree the defensive line, like the the middle definitely needs to shore up a little bit. They they gave up too many rushing yards. I, I am very intrigued by what we'll see out of Osa and Gallimore this year. They they both had strong performances today as well. 
Um, I think both of them logged a sack against the Chargers today. So it's, uh, I, I think their ability to get pressure is very, very strong. It's mm -hmm. just, uh, it's just like you said, they, they need that zero one to, to kind of hold things down and kind of shore up the middle of that line against the run game. And if they can do that, if they can make improvements there, then I feel much better about, you know, the, the overall defensive line. Like I, I don't have any concerns about their ability to get after the quarterback, but that's mm -hmm. half the battle and teams will right. make adjustments to, to counter punch that. And you have to have, you know, you have to have something that's not just a gimmick to, to offset that you can get away with a gimmick, you know, maybe you can get away with it a full game if you're lucky by changing some things up and just using a little bit of misdirection, disguising things. But ultimately teams are going to figure it out and you're not going to be able to just carry that over week after week. Teams are going to see the film and they're going to start adjusting for it. That's part of what makes Micah so dangerous is their ability to move him everywhere and disguise him and everything. When you're moving him, um, what was it that they did the other day? It was like they moved uh lawrence inside and micah outside like yeah. just that that's just that's that's the matchup right there it's yeah do a stunt with it or a fake yep. stunt there's so many things you can do with it and then even what you're saying you know i see some people saying that you know we could go after roquan smith i would love to do something like that but we're living in we know that's not gonna happen no they but won't. see that that's where you would say because <clears throat> you know you ain't keeping no LVE. I mean, LVE no. is extendable. That that contract, you get rid of, cut that contract in 2.3 seconds. But that's where you would say that, okay, yeah, they all in. Let's say they just went out of nowhere and went and got a, uh, you know, Roquan Smith, spent like a third on him or something like that. Then you, that's when people would be like, okay, they serious. But yeah. see, we don't see that. And so as much as you, I get excited about the young players, I don't like that Dallas relies on these young players to take us to the pendulum every single year. Yeah. No, I, I agree. So for the yeah. most part, defensively, I like what I see. Uh, a too. lot of reaffirming what I kind of expected going in. And mm -hmm. in some cases, guys are look like they're taking that next step, and that's awesome. Uh, offensively, haven't really – it's almost like incomplete data at this point. You're just kind of mm -hmm. like – yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have a, an opinion. We need to see some games. Yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like I'm, I'm encouraged uh, with um, Simi's uh, improvement. I, I like what I'm reading and seeing and all that about Tolbert. Yeah. But it's like until you are actually seeing it in game, it, it's kind of hard to to put any stock in because you have guys all the time who will have a great camp, good preseason, and then have trouble translating at that next thing, especially when it's a guy that um, hasn't done it before when they're young players. So we'll see, but I almost feel like we're not going to have like a solid, solid opinion on like some of these young receivers, for instance, until we get there. But that's, that's okay. As long as, as long as we see these flashes and these signs, that's probably good enough for, for the offense right now as much as we're talking about praising the defense and the offense we're just kind of like eh, that's kind of the way i think it realistically would go at this point because even if they were tearing it up i would almost put so little stock in it just because it's preseason uh if that makes sense like it's, it's i guess a little hypocritical but uh, that's how i would view it i would be like all right let's see what they do in the regular season i've seen the defense do it in the regular season so i'm a little bit more willing to give them stock like yeah no they look exactly like where they left off good yeah, well, I, I, I agree with you in a sense to that point um, because preseason does matter to me, and I feel mm -hmm. like you are. These players are trying to make the team, and some of them will make it. And especially if you're starting out with a first team, um, a first drive, and you're with the first play, first team as a whole, I think this means a little more. And so even though it's preseason, I feel like it, it means more. So yeah. that's why I sh it, it, it comes more of an effect. And I think it's going to be okay. Um, especially this Chargers game. So I really want to get that popping, but I just want to yeah. answer my, my homies, uh, Carlos' question right quick. Also with Barr here, you think he can be the starter over LVE? I think they're going to see because I think they love some LVE, mm -hmm. and, you know, they're going to always give him kind of the first shot of it. Um, but I feel like I was going to see a lot of mix and matching with that. Um, and I feel, you know, Barr is older, and he still has some injuries. So mm -hmm. I think they're going to, you know, LVE's had injuries too. So I think they're going to kind of just monitor that. I think they're just going to mix and match. 
I don't yeah. think this is going to be a situation where, man, you see a um, bar starting the whole year. I think it'll be one one game. You might see a LVE. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a full time starter yeah. thing for Bar. I think they're going to more move him around and flex him, um, so they can do the best they can with uh, getting Micah free and things of that nature. I think that's probably the best bet. Um, uh, obviously, with both these guys having injury histories and everything, I would probably say that like you're only one play away from one of them making that decision for you anyway. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you, you just got to see. I, I think LVE is going to get the opportunities. It sounds like he's seeing things well now, uh, year two here with Quinn. So that's that's encouraging. But, you know, Sean Lee. He's just not great. physical enough. That's yeah, the problem yeah, yeah. with LVE. He was like that in college. And I think that's just the, that's our problem with LVE is that he's 6'4". He's 250-some pounds. Mm-hmm. He's just not physical enough and to do what you want. And then you see these other guys who – are smaller than him that are more physical and quicker to the ball. And -hmm. it's like he has the instincts, but sometimes when you watch his game, he hesitates. And I think, well, at least from my perspective, it frustrates me. And I think a lot of Cowboys fans, it frustrates them because you see that and you're like, what are you doing? So that's why that that can be replaced. And if one of these young guys can step up uh, and get more physical, that definitely should be replaced for real. I think so too. And uh, like, like I was saying, if he's seeing the field early as things are developing, he's seeing it a second early, a second or two early. uh, That's great. Sean Lee also saw things early and for Lee, you know, especially those last few years, the body just couldn't hold up to anything. So, Mm -hmm. and you know, I I feel like Lee was willing to play more physical um, than, than LVE to your point. Definitely. So (laughs) it's one of those things too, where it's like, all right, yeah. Uh, seeing it early is great, but you have to be willing to to stick your nose in there and to to be physical and use your advantage. LVE is obviously bigger than than Lee was, so that that's more problematic of that. But we'll, we'll just have to see. I imagine LVE is going to get all the opportunities um, that we would expect, but I think you're going to get a good dose of bar, like you said, and it it could just be a case by case basis, week to week. Uh, maybe drive by drive. It just it just depends. Like they're going to mix and match things up and try to put them in a situation because long term, I feel like Bar is a, a bigger picture investment. If that makes sense, like later in the year, you want to make sure he's as well, fresh, he's fresh as he can exactly. be, exactly, and, and not have to burn him up so much and during exactly. the season. Exactly, I'm totally in agreement with that. Um, especially with that statement, you want to keep him more fresh, especially if you're um, you want to keep him. Uh, toward the end of the year, he's a veteran. He's been there. He's done that. Get these other guys as much, you know, possible. And like you said, kind of just keep him, keep his snap count kind of within the right means, keep it flexible. And, uh, you know, let's let's see what happens. Because, um, you know, like I told you, dog, I don't care nothing about this preseason, um, regular season stuff. Um, they already got the talent. We know they have the talent. Um, even if this offense, we're worried about the not saying we're worried, but even if this offense, we have our questions, mm-hmm. it's still a with all this right in front of the team. In my opinion, you can look at the team and still say it. That's at least looking at the talent, 10 to 11 wins. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like they fell off the map, you know, yeah. so the talent is there to stop playing the games and make it happen. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else Cowboys wise we want to touch on or is there any other mm. notes you had on that? Mm. Nah, we, you know, game is Saturday. I might go yeah. live. I fell asleep. Let me not lie. I got drunk. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. It was just real. I was toe down and yeah. i woke up like hey ho um so yeah i totally missed all that game but we're not gonna try to do that this time because i've been good this week i have so guess there what get ready for that game saturday might drop the live if it is jump on in there um so that's probably like my last bit of talk let's look at the rookies check them out see how they doing you know what i mean get some more good intel on them um that's pretty good but yeah i think that'd be enough on the cowboys if you cool cool uh yeah let's uh let's jump into some Mavs notes here not a ton to dig into to be honest with nope. you nope we, we already we already talked a little bit about 
the the Luca and Slovenia taking it to Serbia and Jokic earlier. That's cool. I mean, that's that's Mavs adjacent, if you will, just because of the Luca connection. But uh, we do have the regular season schedule released. I got two notes. The only two that I really care about. Now, I guess if you want to extend it to three, you could say we got a Christmas Day game against, I think it's the Lakers. So that that's spotlight game. But that's like, a spotlight game. It, it's also like the Lakers are always going to get the attention they get. Kind of like the Cowboys always get the attention they get. Doesn't matter how good they actually are. <laughs> like they got LeBron. They just linked him now to a, a two-year max, like $97 million or something. So, two years, $97 million. Yeah, that, that was Man, uh, earlier this He don't need that money, bro. I need some of that. <laughs> so they're they're going to be, you know, the, the thing. As long as LeBron's there, they're going to get all the coverage. And it's also just the, the franchise's history. I get that. But that'll be Christmas Day. That'll be a fun matchup. Mavericks getting a Christmas Day game is always good to see. You've also got opening night in Phoenix. Why is this interesting? Well... Uh, it's a return to Game 7 where the Mavericks waxed the Suns. I think that final was like 123 to 90 or something like that, and it felt like it was about 30 points worse than that, frankly. It felt so uh, good, though. That felt oh, so good. That, so like, good. Like, if, if we ever looked at a Mavericks game right, a Mavericks blowout ever in the playoffs in their history, okay, yeah. I don't care. That one felt so good to go there and demolish them especially mm-hmm. when they was feeling so good and hey i ain't gonna lie i was down and and, and the odds was against and the and the smash not yeah. this beat smash oh that, that, was, that was epic that was epic yeah it was uh absolutely glorious and uh luca had more points by himself at half than the sun's roster like the entire sun's team had fewer points at halftime than Luca, and he was damn sure aware of that. So epic stuff there. But mm-hmm. this is a uh, if you're noticing something, Dallas is always opening the season against Phoenix, particularly in Phoenix. Like, have you noticed this trend in recent years? Hmm, I've seen it. Why? Why is yeah? Why is that? I don't have an exact why, but. Hmm. I mean, I get it this year, right? Like, it's the mm. Game 7 return and everything. Like, mm. that makes total sense. Mm. But this marks the sixth time the Mavericks have opened the season versus Phoenix, the last five of which have been on the road. Like I said, it's always weirdly at Phoenix. The Mavericks it's kind of like the Giants-Cowboys. Yeah, but that's at least division, man. This isn't even division. It's just West. I know. Well, well, I'm just kind of maybe correlating the West thing, but you know, every year it's like, dang, we playing the Giants again the first game season. Yeah. I'm tired of playing. Don't want to play them no more. I feel like they're trying to do this with Phoenix, and it, and y'all ain't even know, no, ain't, ain't even in the same spot as us. Yeah, I mean, shit. Until the last two years, Phoenix wasn't even relevant. I mean, right. I on a grander scheme, you could say where they were super they, they relevant wasn't. before the last. No. Yeah, nope. I get it, but at least you had you know Luca in there, regardless. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks are three and two in these prior five openers versus the Suns. This is also the third time in the last five seasons the Mavericks have played in Phoenix to open 2018, 2020, 2022. Yeah, we're familiar, you could say. I don't know why that is, why we're always in Phoenix. This time it makes sense. I don't have a problem with it this time, but. I mean, as soon as the schedule came out and that that was the first thought I or the first thing I saw, I was just like, yeah, no, I guess I should have banked on that. <laughs> I, I guess I should have predicted that literally uh, I, if you could put money on that, I should have put something on it because that's the safest bet ever. Death taxes in the season opener in Phoenix. But mm. yeah, interesting there. So you're going to obviously a bit of a different look here. You still got CP3 and Booker. They still kept Aiton, you know, because teams actually keep their course together, you know, when they're not our teams. Uh, and the Mavericks now with uh, Brunson gone, they're going to have to see what the Dinwiddie Luca combo looks like. People want to say that, and I get it because it's the starters, and Dinwiddie's going to have to fill that Brunson role. But I said with the time of the trade, he was kind of Brunson insurance anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested to see the Luca Wood connection. That's yeah. that's what I want to see. Like I don't know, minute wise, what we're gonna get from Christian Wood in that I game, see but alley oops like, and all that. That is going to be to me the weapon um, for that. So 
a little bit retooled, but it should be a good one. Phoenix, if you want to look at regular season history, they've demolished us the past few years, really, until Mavericks came back and won, what, four of the last five for was it for the last yeah for the last five games of that series um before that happened phoenix had beaten dallas something like 12 out of 13 12 out of 14 dating back the past several years like dallas could never beat them for some reason right. so we'll see what happens here um obviously they got the ultimate chip on their shoulder <laughs> phoenix does i i feel like they're gonna come out playing this like it's an nba finals game or something uh, like they're playing game eight of the Western conference finals, uh, Dallas. I think they'll, they'll kind of, it'll, I honestly, I think it'll be like, I think they're going to get smacked. I, I think they're yeah. going to get, I think Dallas going to get smacked. They might, it might be like the opener this past yeah. season against uh, Atlanta. Everyone's like, Ooh, mm-hmm. Luca Trey young to open. And then it was just like, Ooh, this right. is I not think it's so good. Now, granted yeah. Dallas was going you know, a whole different scheme and coaching right. staff there. Right. Uh, a lot of, a lot of iron ironing out of wrinkles that took a month, month and a half of the season to really get through. But, and we saw ultimately uh, Atlanta was nowhere near as good as Dallas last year. Nowhere near as good. Right. They made the play in, I think they even won their playing game, but then they got trashed in the opening round. Trey Young played like garbage. And weirdly, people didn't criticize him about it the way they criticize Luka whenever he has a, a bad game in the playoffs. But you know why? Game. You know why? I mean, I think you know why. Yeah. I think you know why. Yeah. I don't know why. But uh, the other game of note, and I alluded to it a little bit earlier. The Jalen Brunson return, December 27th. So right after we get Lakers on Christmas Day, we get Jalen Brunson back at the AAC. I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, I don't care. Like, it's going to be weird seeing him in a Knicks jersey. It was weird making the thumbnail for this segment for this show uh, with him in a Knicks jersey, but... It is what it is, man. This is where we're at. He's playing where he wanted to play. I don't give a rip whatever the tampering investigation turns up because it doesn't do anything for the Mavericks at all. It just acknowledges they were screwed over and the Knicks get a slap on the wrist at best. So, all right, cool. It's it's irrelevant. And the only thing of interest here is Dallas and Revenge Games, if you want to call them that, don't fare that well. Like, the... Porzingis trade happened. Washington was terrible last year, made the trade. And then they still smacked Dallas around, even though Dallas was playing very well at the time and Dinwiddie was balling out for some reason. Uh, they played like garbage against the the Wizards and KP was eh, kind of what KP is at this point, but still an odd sight uh, there. You have other games, too, where it's like, okay, they should be amped up for this. They should be ready for and okay, nope, nope, that didn't go well. At least regular season-wise, I don't know. I, I The Knicks have been a weird pain in our side for several years now, like basically Luka's entire NBA career. I think they're, they're one of those teams that sort of like Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix last two years makes sense, but has almost irrationally been a team Luka just struggles to beat. Um, the Knicks the Kings and the Suns. Those are like the three teams that for whatever reason, Luca has struggled to to beat. And we know the Kings have done nothing. They have the longest playoff drought in NBA. Is it NBA history at this point? Certainly the longest active. It's like, I don't know if they've made it since like 2004 or 2005, something like that. Um, long ass time, but I don't know. Um, I don't don't have much else to say about this particular game. It's going to be weird seeing them there. It's probably going to be an annoying game, but I kind of just want to like, okay, get to it. Cool. Get it over with. All right, move on like that. There's nothing else to say at that point. It ain't. It's, it's, I don't, he plays in the East, just like Mm -hmm. they play in the East. So you're not seeing them a lot. So to me, it's just like, okay, once they play, it's over with. Like, it's not like he was like the guy and, I'm not mm-hmm. hating on Brunson at all. He's nice. But he wasn't like the guy. You, you can get other Jalen Brunsons out there in, in, in the NBA or coming out of college. So, you feel me? Um, 
you know, they're going to play that game, you know, especially when they play it in New York. I think, too, it'll be – I think he might try to turn up in New York against Dallas. I think he might try to turn up. I think him playing in Dallas, uh, he might try, but I feel like Dallas might try to, you know, really get at him. It'll be it'll be cool. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't going to – it ain't going to be no, like, uh, LeBron coming back to Cleveland. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Could, could not be more uh, diametrically opposite in that respect. <laughs> uh, again, no disrespect to Jalen, but not at all. But it's let's uh, keep it, let's keep it let's yeah. keep this in perspective, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing: like you're you're gonna have some fans that want to boo him and want to hate on him. I just I can't. Yeah, I I can't at this point. Like they're trying to just is it sure. is it a little frustrating if you feel like your team was close and now you're Boo Dallas visibly taking some kind of step back? Sure. But as we've Boo said Dallas. before, Dallas had multiple opportunities to sign him. As before said, the deadline, Boo he Dallas. was willing to sign uh that deal that was I forget what we said it was. It would have been tantamount to like 19, 20 million a year. He was willing to sign that deal at the deadline. The Mavericks were like mm, gonna keep our options open <laughs> you know then, you never yes, know what could happen yeah. in the in free agency yeah, yeah. And then like what happened Steven he Jones. balled out yeah exactly mm-hmm. and Baby what happened Jones. he balled out in the postseason it was like yeah that price went up oh actually you know what never mind this team that i would love to play for for all my own personal reasons whatever you know whatever you think me what them, i want they're gonna give me what i want and the role i want and yeah i think that's kind of I think that's kind of what I'd rather do. Yeah. I, yeah. In fact, it doesn't even matter if you offered me the max. I'm going to go yeah. here because exactly. uh, you screwed up from the jump and made me unrestricted now because yeah. you signed me to the stupidest and, deal and, coming out. Fully his, guaranteed and, deal four year. So I would be unrestricted after four years instead of a restricted free agent. So I'm going to go do what I can do and you don't get any say in it and you get nothing for it. Congrats. That's on Dallas. That's on Donnie Nelson. That's on Mark Cuban. Uh, I guess you could say Rick Carlisle, but the contract's not really his thing. That's that's Donnie and that's Mark. Yeah, well, like I said, I guess you live and live and learn. But there's been a lot of living and learning in a, in a long time. So stop making these mistakes, man, because that just made me feel like Stephen Baby Nuts Jones on that aspect. When you, you know, we're gonna sit back and be the smartest guys in the building, they all they want to be the smartest guys in the building, just yep. like Mark Cuban want to be the smartest guy in the building. And then what does that smartness get you? Gets you smacked up, and the next thing you know, you're like, oh damn, uh oh, let's. Uh, it's too late now. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it is what it is. But well, Mavs wise, frankly, that's about all we got right now. There's there's yeah. not much going on. Like it's nope. pretty quiet, guys. Pretty quiet. Like even even if we had run last week's show, it was really quiet. Yep. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even quiet. have. I didn't even have schedule stuff to talk about then. That's how bad it was. I was trying to find any kind well, of hypothetical, like, do what? I said, this is that period. I oh, mean, okay. just like yeah, in yeah. the NFL, this is that period of time in every sport. There's going to be the dead period. And yep. this is the dead period. Once that, see, the, the once that summer league stuff gets to popping and it's over, it's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's rough, so... We'll get there. We'll keep talking Mavs in some aspect between now and then, but I'll probably have to start tricking it up a little bit until things pick up. Like I'll probably have to start having some kind of throwback segment or go into the way back machine or something like that to find. Let's do the way back machine because I want to talk about some old Mavs that I used to watch when a lot of people didn't watch when they was coming up. I watched them old Mavs, especially when they was battling. I was always frustrated because the Lakers was in the Mavs way those times Mm -hmm. when they said talk about teams that were in the way. They were in the way of the Mavs because if they were out of the way, Dallas could have been playing the Boston Celtics and all them team, them teams, and and, and doing that because they definitely had the talent. They was definitely banging against the Lakers and them. So I would definitely do the waybacks and talk about those old Mavericks because they set a lot of the foundation. A lot of people forget Dallas done had a lot of talent come through there. Yeah, not to have a championship uh, by then. Yeah. So let's yeah let's, let's go ahead and do that. Let's earmark that for uh, a segment on that. We'll we'll do a show or segment, a couple segments maybe, uh, mm-hmm. talking about. I'm thinking you're talking the '88 Mavericks specifically. Uh, we'll we'll talk about them, the team that took the Lakers to Game Seven of the West Finals, and then uh, this isn't a successful Mavs team, but it is one of those things that was supposed to be a kind of transcendent 
core that flamed out spectacularly. I want to do a deep dive of the three J's. I want to take a look at the first Jason Ooh, Kidd tenure, yeah. Jamal Mashburn, Jim Jackson. I want to I want to review those Mavericks because mm. that's a lot of untapped potential, man. Man, that's I, a lot would, of frustrating. That's yeah. a lot of frustration. Yeah. So what could have we'll, been? We'll we'll work on that. We'll we'll do some research and we'll we'll talk about that. Almost when you bring that up, it just makes me mad. Yeah. Because I remember watching them games and like, dang. These mm-hmm. dudes can be nice together. Yep. Yeah, imagine a different timeline where Jason Kidd never left Dallas. I mean, Crazy. first of all, you probably don't get Dirk if that happens. Yeah. I mean, Dirk, I mean, Dallas is really the only team that like knew about Dirk at the time. So I guess maybe you still do, even if you do that. Because they got him at I think nine, and that was like through a trade, like with Milwaukee, so Milwaukee took him at nine, but it was already arranged to trade with Dallas, who was picking at like eleven. So I don't know. Maybe they still could have, but you certainly, obviously, wouldn't have had Nash then. But if you had, or Finley, Finley was part of the Jason Kidd trade to Phoenix. Um, in fact, if you go, I, I played recently, throwback wise. I went back mm-hmm. and played uh, NBA Hang Time. Michael Finley is on the Suns, Ooh. which is really oh wow. Hang Hang Time, dude! I love that game I, so much. So did I. I so did played I. the shit out of that uh, mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, Finley seeing him in a Suns jersey was like, oh, I forgot this was a thing. Like I, I just don't think of Michael Finley prior to the Mavericks tenure. But, yeah, uh, and that's where he got drafted, right? Uh, Suns, yes, yep. Yeah, Suns drafted him. He was a dog with Barkley in him. Yep, he was the centerpiece in the uh, the Jason Kidd trade. So, mm-hmm. pretty good return on that for Dallas. But yeah, to to lose Kidd like two and a half years into his career, or maybe two years, insane when you think about it. Like if that happened today, like you imagine that the what number two or three pick in the draft, rookie of the year or co rookie of the year with Grant Hill, I guess. Um, forcing his way out essentially within a couple of years and the whole franchise that, basically detonates into the darkest ages like good god that was crazy yeah but we'll explore all that in more in depth in a, in a future show maybe maybe the next couple of weeks we'll get to that but we'll we'll start with those 88 mavericks first for sure mm-hmm. but that's all i got mavericks wise uh is there anything else we want to touch on before we jump off here Nah, man. Just like I said, man, go support these kids. Uh, uh, high school football, like I said, starts tomorrow, and a lot of the um, around the nation. Um, I'll be calling um, my high school game tomorrow. I'm excited about that. I always love doing that. And uh, like I said, just get out there, uh, hit my channel up as much as I can. I am pushing this. I, I know I push my cowards, but I'm really pushing this more than anything. Go support these kids. These interviews. These young men have stories. Um, love the stories. Just had a young man on here, Silas Coder. He's a musician, a producer. He had his own studio, DDP. You know, nice. I've had young men who uh, say they want to raise horses, engineers. Um, I have one gentleman. Um, he wants to uh, work with, um, you know, special needs. Uh, Daniel Simon. He's in Wisconsin. He wants to work with kids with special needs. So they have a story beyond just uh, the athletic side of it. And it's just really good to hear the positivity about it. So please go out there and support these kids. Support that on the Big Game James page. And always support my dog, DDP. And you know the Dallas Prospect. And it's positively relentless. Make sure you always hit that like button on this too. For sure. All right. That's it for our time, guys. Till next time. Peace.